Hello, everybody. This is Inside Geocaching HQ, a special edition episode. I am Chris Ronan, aka Rock Chalk, one of the HQ lackeys. Today, Geocaching HQ launched a third locationless cache called GC9 Fave. That is GC9 F A V as in Victor E. Discovered while geocaching locationless cache. It will be available to log beginning August 17th and continuing through the end of 2023. I checked in with Cindy Potter, HQ's Director of Community, to talk about the details of this new cache. Here is our conversation. All right. Well, there is another locationless cache out there. It is called GC9 Fave. Discovered while geocaching, locationless cache. It will be available to log beginning August 17th. Cindy, let's talk about locationless caches. This is the third act of one. Why did we decide to do a third locationless cache? I know the answer to it, but... <laughs> Let's but see. I can't talk yeah, to yeah. myself. <laughs> <laughs> we were all in a room and uh, thinking about the HQ celebration, but also about Year of the Hide, seeing that GC8 Frog and GC8 Neat, the previous two locationless caches that we created, had been quite successful. We looked at a lot of logs that people created and saw that there was there continued to be positive energy around them. But we have end dates for both of those. And we thought, well, it would be nice to have one continue after those two are archived so that we can continue to celebrate what makes geocaching unique. And before we get into some of the details of this locationless cache, you mentioned how successful the other ones had been. GC8 Frog was published in December of 2019. There have been over 18,000 foundits on that one and over 21,000 images posted on that cache page, which is really remarkable. And GC8 Neat was published in January of 2021, 31,800 foundits and over 48,000 images. And it's, it's also really cool to look through the logs on each of those pages. You see so many different languages, so many different people from all different countries, experiencing these two caches. And I, and I think all of that kind of goes into, for us, what has made those two so successful. Those are some of the metrics mm -hmm. that we look at when determining that. Absolutely. I remember we were looking at GC8 Neat at the end of, or towards the end of last year, and we were planning to archive it at the end of the year, but we saw that it was still getting, you know, more than a dozen logs a day. I think it was more like two dozen logs a day. And you'd look at their logs and they were full of photos of cleanups that they were doing, enthusiasm about the idea, pride in the fact that the community was, you know, rolling up their sleeves and contributing to making everything look nicer. And so it seemed at the time that we should let that one continue. And both GC8 Neat and GC8 Frog, um, I think, represent part of the game that's unique. You know, of course, the frog being our mascot. That was a fun first location list we did. But 
it is more challenging, especially it was very challenging during COVID for people to log. So then we came up with GC8 Neat, knowing that, well, then people can log this one more easily because they can do a cleanup or environmental improvement almost anywhere. And likewise, for this upcoming one, the GC89 Fave, we wanted to continue the success of the second one where it can be done from anywhere. And in lots of brainstorming, this one we brainstormed on our, our team, as you remember, and then we also uh, solicited ideas from community volunteers. And then we had the lackeys vote on different ideas. And you coordinated that survey and told me that by far this idea uh, was the, the highest one. The what did you know find a place that you discovered only because of geocaching? Because it it represents everything that's great about this game. So I believe the logs on this cache will be really fun to look at. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, I'm ex- I'm very really excited too about seeing these favorite places that that people have found through geocaching. It's it's you hear it so much that it's it's a cliche really to to, to say that I never would have found this place if it wasn't for geocaching. And this is an opportunity for people to show us those places that maybe it is a place that you never would have found, or maybe it's a very popular place. Uh, whatever, but that that favorite spot that that you came upon because of geocaching. And and as you said, it it's just such a central part of the game that it's it's really neat to be able to celebrate that aspect of it through this locationless cache. Yeah. I think one thing to for people to think about as they choose their spot is that we didn't intend for it to be their most favorite location ever. Because, of course, that might be the Galapagos Islands, or it might be the top of a volcano, but you might not have the capacity to take that trip again. And so that's why we put the word local in there, kind of a local gem that you want to share with the world. What's your favorite local place that you discovered while geocaching? So it it's allows you to step closer to home and to say, okay, if I had out-of-town visitors that were geocachers, what are some of those hidden waterfalls or like in Seattle, maybe it's the gum wall. You know, I grew up in Seattle. I didn't even know about the gum wall until geocaching or, you know, some other maybe more natural area than a gum wall (laughs) that you might want to share, but it doesn't have to, nobody should feel the pressure that their log and their photo has to represent the pinnacle of geocaching. It just needs to represent something that, that they had that aha moment, like, ah, I would have never found this in my own, you know, maybe my own county or my own state. I would have never found this if it weren't for the this game. And we're giving you an opportunity to need to go back again. Maybe you take somebody new with you this time to introduce them to this spot. So just it just offers a another opportunity. And since it overlaps with Year of the Hide it kind of also helps us to highlight in one cache page all the cool spots that geocache hiders have set out on our platform, you know, that they've introduced people to various places. And so we we put it as a tip, you know, consider adding 
the GC code if you're not going to give any spoilers away, because then it's also kind of like this running list of cool spots that people could consider um, going to if they see the photo. Yeah, totally. And people have time to do this. It's available to log through December 31st of 2023. So you have more than a year. There's no need to rush out and get this logged in a week or something. You can take your time and pick pick that local spot. And as you said, I think a, a great idea is, is maybe take somebody with you or you know somebody that hasn't seen it themselves. And there's there's all kinds of possibilities. And and I think we also never uh, think of all the possibilities that the community will come up with. So I think it'll be fun to see what people do with this. And and as you said, it'd be fun to watch the cash page, the logs and the photos and all that stuff roll in over the next several months. And so this will be the third active locationless cache, at least for a few months until uh, GC8 Frog and GC8 Neat are archived at the end of this year. I think a question that people might have is, does this mean that we're, that HQ is going to be publishing locationless caches on a regular basis? Is there some sort of a list of them that we have someplace that we've got to schedule? And the short answer is no, but we can maybe talk more about the long answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the million dollar question, right? That, you know, what are all the secret plans that HQ has? Well, sometimes we don't have any specific plans and you know, we'll be transparent with the community that we we do not have current plans to add any more locationless caches. This was originally created as a nod to the past, and it was celebrating 20 years of geocaching, and, and we felt like it was nice to give that nod to the past. So we'll, we'll see how this one goes and whether we continue to need that and whether we come up with other themes that would make sense. But for right now, we don't have specific plans for locationless. One of the things I liked about doing this was that although, you know, maybe some people from the early, early, early days that log locationless might feel like it wasn't fair to make this old icon available to others, I think that it's important for new players to the game to feel that they have an opportunity to get some of those old icons. And so that that was our nod to the past here is to just make a few HQ owned ones available, but we're not intending to bring them back in full force or do anything like we had before where we, you know, launch them so that people can create them again. Well, so that's the answer to the million dollar question. I guess the $2 million question would be, have you decided what your favorite local place is? <laughs> I think I've decided it's not the gum wall because I do like the outdoors and, it, you know, uh, yes, it is the local place that I discovered through geocaching, but I've also discovered several other places, one of which I just revisited a couple of weekends ago with my son. So it's it's kind of more of a geological, you know, earth cache spot that I might do again. But I, you know, still want to think about it. And I'm sure there'll be other ideas that I come up with. That was Cindy Potter, Director of Community at Geocaching HQ. If you would like to know more about GC9 Fave, discovered while geocaching locationless cache, visit the geocaching blog or just type GC9FAVE 
into the search on geocaching.com or the geocaching app and start thinking about a favorite place that you would like to revisit to log this special cache. For Cindy and myself and all the lackeys at Geocaching HQ, happy caching.